Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome to the Sewing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sewing Hope. I am Bill Snyder. It's great to be with you, and thank you so much for joining us Tonight, as uh, we always hear on Tuesday evenings at 6 o'clock p.m. live on YouTube and anywhere else podcasts can be found uh, on demand. So we hope that you uh, enjoy listening to us. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ann DeSantis, and uh, we're in the middle of doing a series on how to grow in faith. And uh, if so I think we're on episode seven, right, Ann? This is episode seven. Yes, it's episode seven of 10 Ways to Grow in Faith. And this episode is going to be on sacrifice and almsgiving as a way to grow. And so I'm looking forward to talking with you, Bill, about this. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. And it's a great topic. Uh, I, I think a lot of people associate this around Lent and the Lenten topic. But, uh, you know, I also encourage everybody to go back and listen to the other six topics that we have done because we've talked about the mass. We've talked about confession. We've talked about some really good uh, ways to grow in your Catholic faith and in your Christian faith uh, as well. So please uh, go ahead and come back into the series if you missed um, you know, any of the other different parts of it, although most of these are also standalone. So you know, feel free to skip around too. You see a topic you like, 
uh, you can you can feel free to skip around. Uh, and if you haven't yet uh, followed and liked us or shared us on your show, social media, please do that. Uh, it's very simply sowing hope or hope sowing at um, the different Instagram and Twitter. So uh, check that stuff out. But yeah, we should dive in, I guess, to uh, almsgiving and fasting. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and I do think that these two aspects of faith are where the quote unquote rubber meets the road, if that makes sense, because, you know, we can pray, we can read the Bible, we can go to daily mass or or Sunday mass and do confession all the time. But the, the fasting and the almsgiving is really where things I think start to happen for us and for others when we're willing not to just say that we believe and do the right things, but we really have to, you know, suffer a little bit. And I think that's what it comes down to. I have a a really good article that I found. It's from the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And the, the title of the article is prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And under fasting and and abstinence, it says that fasting and abstinence are old traditions in Judeo-Christian history an early Lenten practice found in the scriptures, they offer a way of growing closer to God. Pope Francis reminds us that fasting makes sense if it really chips away at our security as a consequence and it benefits someone else. The current regulations are as follows. Now then the article, of course, lists some things about Lent, which we don't need to talk to about right now because it's not even near Lent. Some people start to think about those things when we're in the Lenten season. Um, so Bill, why don't we start there? Tell us what your thoughts are on fasting. Yeah. You know, I, I think Catholics, uh, again, as you kind of mentioned, uh, do it right around Lent and that's their big time to fast. But, you know, oftentimes when, uh, the blessed mother appears and very, in various apparitions, she asks us to fast. Uh, I think, uh, many times on Wednesdays and Fridays, uh, which are kind of like the penitential days. Uh, again, that's optional, but but she but she you know requests people to fast, and fasting uh, doesn't always necessarily mean like giving up everything to eat. I think a lot of people associate it with eating, um, but it also can be other things, right? I mean, the people have uh, different medical conditions. I mean, they might not be able to give up food all day or have one meal a day. Um, But we can give up other things. We can fast from, gosh, we can fast from Facebook. Uh, I know uh, there's somebody right now um, who's, who's a good friend of mine that's fasting from Facebook. He just said, I need a break from Facebook. And the Lord's calling me to give that up for a period of time. It's not Lent. It's just, I need to give it up and I'll be back, but I've got to do that right now. Um, I think the other things that we can look at, you know, are fasting from uh, constantly using our cell phones or, um, you know, all the different social media websites. We can we can fast from things that maybe are not food related. Uh, the I I think the food related fasting is important because um, it it helps remind us that we are dependent on God. Right. We're dependent on somebody else other than ourselves and and food uh can you know be something that we just take for granted right like we take um you know having food especially in this country very 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 seriously (laughs) like uh 
it's like, oh man, we always have it around. You can run to the supermarket, just get it, pick it up. And uh, when, when we make a conscious effort to give that up and we say, okay, I'm going to uh, have a little bit of suffering, have a little bit of that uh, death to self, realizing that I'm you know, going to leave space for the Lord to enter into my life. That's the other thing too. When we're full all the time, when we have um, a full belly, oftentimes we can just kind of go through life and say, oh, um, make it easier to forget about God or not leave enough room for God. Um, but, when, but, but when we do fast and we do say, okay, I'm going to give this up uh, today for, you know, the Lord and maybe go a little bit extra hungry, it allows the Lord to enter into your life in a, in a powerful way and fill that emptiness with his Holy Spirit, with his grace in, in a particular way. A lot of times, um, and there's even that scripture uh that says you know christ says at, at one point you know why the, the the disciples ask him why couldn't we throw this demon out of this person why why were we unsuccessful and and jesus said well this can only be uh through fasting you know this this can only happen through fasting and um it's it's allowing that space I mean, you might be struggling with uh some type of habitual sin or whatever and if you fast um, it, it allows the Holy Spirit to enter into that area of your life, right? It, it, he enters into that area of your life uh, and, and you provide a window for him to, to give you some, you know, some more space in your, in, in your being to reside. Um, and so I just think that's super uh, important for people to recognize. Uh, and, and it's a way to root out sin. It's not just... Uh, I mean, we talked a lot about that in our last episode of confession, but it's a, it's a wonderful way to root out sin because it allows the Holy Spirit an extra spot in your body to uh, reside when you give him that space. And that's uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. You know, I mean, like being, hung, being hungry, don't feel good. Um, uh, giving up some of our favorite things doesn't always feel good, you know, um, but doing it for the Lord allows the Holy Spirit to enter in and it helps, um, you know, with uh, our purification process. Yeah. Purification process is so important, I think, because, you know, we all know what are those areas that I need to fast from. Now, the church has set, like, say, when it's Lent or certain seasons of the year or whatever, when people decide they want to fast, that if you're over the age of, I think it's like 59, um, that you know, you don't necessarily have to fast because, you know, when you get older, I guess it's hard for some people to do those physical things like not eating properly, like one day, you know, eating one big meal. And if you're under the age of now, Bill, you'll probably be able to correct me. I think it's like 14 mm, or right. is it, is it? No, you're right. It's 14. Yeah. 14. It's 14. It's 14 for, I'm sorry. That's abstinence. 14 is for abstinence. Uh, and then, uh, meat i believe is either 16 or 18 i we can look that up we'll, we'll find that answer before the end of the show yeah that's a good uh, idea but yeah that's a good um, idea i could look that up probably um but anyway long story short um you know we can think of things like food or candy or you know watching tv or looking at the cell phone you know yeah i i believe that those are important things for us to stay away from when when you want to fast but I don't know if you've ever seen that there's some um, reflections that I think Pope Francis has come out with where, 
you're fasting from things more like the thoughts that we have about evil thoughts that we have about other people or gossiping or fasting from being selfish and things like that. So now I'm not saying that it doesn't mean that you shouldn't fast from things like eating junk food between meals or whatever. It's a great idea. It really is. Yeah. But just don't do it because you want to lose a couple pounds or whatever, you know? I mean, and I know my pastor has said that before too, you know, people who do things for their own benefit, you know, they're, they're, they want to lose a little weight. So they go on Weight Watchers or something during Lent. And, you know, it's not a bad thing, you know, but in the end of the day, you're benefiting too, aren't you? So, I mean, because you're, you're also trying to lose weight or whatever. So I guess my point being is that give up things that, you know, it would make God happy that you gave it up, you know? And I think honestly, you know, Bill, we did a whole podcast on this, but I do think that giving up gossiping and talking not good about other people is something that people do all the time and they don't even realize it. You know, you'll say, Oh, why is this person doing this? Oh, that's stupid of them. You know, I mean, and I know that sometimes even within my own, you know, immediate family, sometimes um, not point any fingers, you know, but at dinner time, sometimes you can, can mention things that, you know, people are doing and our opinions about even things that are happening in the world or whatever too, you know, and you might say something and, I'll be the one to turn around to the family and say, Hey, let's stop this. This is just not right. You know? Uh, but I do think it's something that we should really think about. I do, because it's also very bad for our souls when we're constantly thinking and saying bad things, not only about people, but about the world, about what's going on. You know, it's just not good when everything is negative. So right. do you, what do you think about that, Bill? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think you're exactly right. And, uh, I think fasting from the the bad habits that we have and the sinful inclinations that we have are super important. Uh, like you mentioned gossip. I mean, you know, it's, it's so easy to talk about other people, talk about other people behind their back, talk about coworkers. I mean, it is so easy to do it. I um, know that it is, beyond easy to do that because I've fallen into those traps myself and fasting from such a activity and catching your tongue is so, so important. Um, so offering that up again, providing the space for the Lord to enter to, for your holiness. This is about your personal sanctification, right? I mean, when, when we give up gossip or we give up uh, bad language or we give up things that are dragging us and others down, when we give those things up, again, it provides more space for the Holy Spirit to take over our beings, to become fully his. And that's what fasting really is about. It helps us draw that awareness to become fully God's. And, you know, again, this is, this is, part of a purification process and none of us are perfect at it um you know i was telling the story to a few people the other day i remember going on a discernment weekend with the tor franciscans right and this was actually during lent that i was going um to a discernment weekend to 
decide whether I wanted to join this other order. I flew into Pittsburgh. Now, there's this gas station called Sheets uh, all over northeastern Pennsylvania and western Pennsylvania. When I uh, went to University of Scranton, my buddies and I would drive out to the Sheets gas station and we would get these pretzel sandwiches with roast beef in them at, um, you know, what you know, like two o'clock in the morning, you, you know, when are we going to get these sandwiches after studying or, or being out and whatever, we drive over there, we get them. And I, and I'm flying in for this weekend and I'm like, oh man, there's a Sheets gas station. I've got to stop. I've got to get a pretzel sandwich. Well, little did I know, uh, or even realize that it was a Friday in Lent. And here I am, uh, completely forgetting this. And I go and I order a pretzel sandwich and I eat the entire thing. And I get to the weekend and, and the guys are like, oh, we're having fish for dinner. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, oh my gosh, no, you know, and I didn't leave again. I didn't leave that space for that abstinence, uh, not eating meat for, for the Lord to work. Um, yeah, I, because I just wasn't paying attention. And, you know, again, none of us are going to be perfect at it. Um, and again, I'm married, happily married with, uh, with a kid. So, I mean, but, you know, was I perfect at that? Uh, no, was I perfect at fasting? Was I right for the, uh, was I perfect for abstinence? Was I, was I perfect for, um, that weekend? Probably not. Right. Like that was, you know, not, the, not the goal. We're all going to slip up. We're all going to forget. We're all going to, and, and we're not here making you feel guilty about those times. That's not what we're doing. This is about providing an opportunity for you to sacrifice something for, for the Lord. Um, so remember that it doesn't have to be food related. Food related is nice. But, um, you know, think about gossip, as you said, Ann. think about uh, the, all the different social media. You know, we suck. I mean, I, I, Apple now has this thing on the phone where, where you can see how many hours a day you spend on the different types of apps, right? So you can see, I mean, I just blew four hours of my day on Facebook. Like you can see it. Oh, I, that's how much time I spent on Facebook today. At the end of every day, it sends you a report. I, I mean, I'm like, wow, I spent that much time on Facebook today what a waste. <laughs> like, like, you know, and if I give those four hours to God, you know, can I, can I do that? Can I do that one day a week? Can I do it one day a week where I'm not tied, you know, tied into my phone that much, where I'm not tied on Facebook that much. So, um, you know, think about those things too. I think that that's really important. And I know we also want to touch a little bit on almsgiving too, Anne. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah. Almsgiving, I think is very important because, and I just read a reflection recently that said we should always give God the four, the four fr fruits, you know, the first fruits of our labor, meaning that it's not like, okay, after I've paid all my bills and done all the things I need to do now, then I'll give whatever's left over to the church or, or to a, an organization or something like that, you know, or somebody in need doesn't even have to be a nonprofit or your church. Right. Right. Um, so when you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to take a dive and I'm going to make a donation. And this donation isn't going to be necessarily easy for me to do. Now, yeah. am I saying that that means that you shouldn't save any money and have a savings or that you shouldn't pay all your bills on time and everything? No. But always factor in, you know, that percentage that you decide, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be the tithing 10%, you know, I know the Catholic church a while ago, um, my husband and I were talking about that. I think the recommendation was like 5% and then like 5% to like an organization or something like that. 
were like yeah. to other giving. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that you give to your church exactly like 10% of your gross income. Although I'm sure your pastor and, and, yeah. and the church would be very happy if you were able to do that. But, um, but at least, you know, if you can do the 5% and then maybe 5% to another organization where like, you know, the more you can give the better. I mean, I, I'll admit Bill, I mean, I'm a board member for Catholic Charities Appeal in Philadelphia. I'm really blessed yeah. to be a part of it. And I get to see, to be quite honest, I get to see like the giving levels of, of you know, uh, churches and organizations and things like that across, um, yeah. you know, across the area. And it amazes me the generosity that I see of what people are willing to do. Now, of course, I don't know anything about these people. I know nothing about them personally, you know. Uh, why they're giving, you know, what their financial situation is or any of that, you know, but I'm just saying that it's a blessing when somebody can say, you know what, even if life is a little tight right now for me, um, even if I don't have that much money to even go on a really nice vacation, you know, I think I will give and help the poor. That's what God wants us to do. I mean, he really does. He wants us to do something and help those in need, you know, yeah. and, um, and even how many nonprofits, my goodness. I mean, Bill, you and I have um, interviewed so many nonprofits over the time that we've been involved in, in podcasting. Yeah. And even you, you and I both ourselves, not to make a plug, right. But even the two of us are involved in nonprofit work. And I know that whenever I get any kind of donation from anybody for the St. Raymond and Honest Foundation, I am just overjoyed for any amount, even if it's five, $10, you know, because oh, yeah. it's a sacrifice that they, aside from their church giving or whatever, that they said, you know what, I think I'm going to help out um, families in crisis. So I didn't know if you had anything to say about just that whole idea of giving to say nonprofits and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's so important. Uh, and it's part of our, um, it's part of our mission again, right? It's part of our mission as Catholics. And I was, uh, I'm actually looking at this article from the, uh, it's from the divine word missionaries. And um, one of the, I mean, you touched on everything, right? You touched on everything about what it is. And the, the catechism says that almsgiving is a witness to fraternal charity and a work of justice pleasing to God. And that's uh, paragraph 2462 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And in addition to that, this article really um, puts out some, some really nice things for us to think about as actually far as the word almsgiving, right? The word alms is found in uh, Latin and Greek words, meaning mercy and, and pity. Similarly, the word charity comes from the Latin word caritas, which means love. So, you know, you, you look at this mercy, pity, love, and then you think about it. And this article goes on to say that charity or almsgiving is an outward sign of Christian love for others. Typically, it involves some type of sacrifice on behalf of the giver in order to provide for the needs of others. In doing this, bonds of community are formed, right? So, that's very interesting that and i think it's a beautiful sentence that, the, that this article has typically involves some type of sacrifice on behalf of the giver in order to provide for the needs of others in doing this bonds of community are formed it actually draws the community together it bonds the community um and when you think about you know serving the poor 
The other thing I always like to draw in is it's not always about money. We can, we can give, um, you know, donation money. We can also give goods to the poor, right? I mean, a lot of us have clothing drives that go on in our, in our churches. Uh, I know that we have a St. Vincent de Paul center that uh, is associated with our parish here in Milwaukee and you can give, you know, things, I mean, there's a, you know, women's center or there's children's centers. I can't tell you how many uh, times that we have, um, you know, donated different items that, you know, we, we are unable to use, or we can't use anymore. I I remember, uh, Elvin ended up growing out of a bunch of diapers people had sent us. They're like, what are we going to do with all? We're not going to throw these out. Like, you know, we're going to give to the, to the poor. We gave them to our, to our church. They can, um, you know, give them to, you know, new expectant moms who, who can't, you know, um, you know, find the financial means to get them. Right. So like, we're going to, you know, always, you know, keeping those things in, in mind, but then you also think about the other ways you can donate and give, and that's the time and the talent, right? And, and so what does your church need? What does the organizations need? And can you fill it? You know, um, my, my pastor kind of voluntold me that I was going to be taking up the high school confirmation program on a volunteer basis at my parish this year. Um, and he asked, you know, and, and so, you know, there's that worry, we kind of joke about it in, in ministry, voluntold instead of, you know, volunteer, uh, where, the, <laughs> where the, where the pastor says, you're going to do this. Um, but the reality is, is that that was a need. And that's some a gift that I have of teaching and, and, and helping young people um, grow closer to the Holy Spirit as a charismatic Catholic. And he recognizes that he sees that. And so he's like, we need you to do it. And um, the other people are retiring. The other people are leaving. Uh, and so, okay, that's where you need me. That's a gift of myself. It's a gift of my family. You know, it's a gift of my, my family to the church too, because I can't spend my Sunday evenings once a month with, with my family, right? I, I, I'm donating that time and that talent to the church so that other people can grow close to the Lord. Uh, is, it, is it something that I you know, am looking forward to? Absolutely. Because it's something that I can give and I can give, um, you know, beautifully to the church. So don't think you have to have a lot of money. Don't think you have to have a lot of goods to donate. You can, you can sit there and go, I can serve if, you know, the, the poor, right. And that we, the other thing we have at our parish, uh, we're a Capuchin parish. So uh, they, they actually do a free meal for anybody in the city that it might be, um, you know, needing, needing meal, uh, and in different parishes, come in and help our parish run the the St. Ben's meal. Uh, it's once a week, and you can donate food. You know, you're baking a cookie, you bake cookies or something. You can donate the food, and you can also serve the food at this, you know, particular uh, event. And anybody can walk in off the street and come to this meal. Uh, I think it's on Saturday evenings. Or Thursday evenings, uh, it changes. But the reality is that you can do these different things. Do, you know, work at a soup kitchen. I think that that is almsgiving in addition to uh, just you know throwing money in the collection basket or helping. Of course, we need that too. But um, if you don't if you don't have those means, donate donate your time, donate your talent uh, to the church. The Lord will use it to lift others and bring them closer. 
Yeah, thanks for sharing. I'm I'm still laughing at the voluntold. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I like that. I like that. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to, if I could, reflect another uh, moment or two on this article that's from Archdiocese in New Orleans, um, yeah. and it is about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Now, keep in mind that this article was more about like Lent, but it doesn't matter because it applies to us now because we can all do. Uh, fasting and almsgiving any time of year, right? And it says an almsgiving is a response to God. One that can come to through prayer and fasting is a way to live out our gratitude for all that God has given us, reflecting on the realization that we are the body of Christ, responsible for each other. Justice and mercy and charity are integral elements of our baptism that call us to be disciples of, of Jesus, and then it gives some scriptural references at Leviticus 19, 9 and 10, Proverbs 19, uh, 17, and Luke 19, 1 to 10, Romans 15, 25 to 28. I know I read those quickly, but you know, they're all over scripture, right? There's all, it's all over scripture telling us that we should do almsgiving, right? Mm-hmm. And it is an important part. And, you know, I hear, I've heard people say, it makes me feel good when I give to other people. But I want to make something clear. It's good that it makes you feel good, but that's not what it's about. Okay. It's not about, you know, making us feel good about who we are. Everything we do shouldn't be that. Okay. It's not to make, put a nice pat on Anne's back and say, she did a great job. Good job. No, it's about the fact that everything is a gift. Okay. So every single thing, our body, our soul, our mind, our family, our friends, Bill, even you, you know, this podcast, you being my friend, us doing this podcast, everything is a gift. Okay. So the almsgiving is because God provides for all of us in those ways. It's not so that Anne or or whoever's listening can say, oh, wow, you know, I'm glad I did that. I can make a nice check mark down to say that I'm a good person now. It's not about that. You know, um, it is about loving God and loving others. So I didn't know. I know we're kind of coming to the end of the podcast, Bill, but anything else to say on that? Uh, no, again, I think you hit it really well on on talking about it. It's not about making you feel good. You know, uh, I think that's an important thing. I mean, I think one of the benefits is it, it can make you feel good, but that's not the primary reason why we give again sacrifice sacrificial giving um it's with the other in mind right keeping the other person in mind as you're as you're giving uh to them makes makes their it's about making their life better it's about making their spirituality better um it's about you know lifting them up and and knowing that you're doing it because God has blessed you with that, right? He, he, he's, God has blessed you with that. Um, I, I, I'll just uh, also note, cause I mentioned it, that uh, we would find out the fasting and abstinence rules for you uh, for the, for the church uh, for Roman Catholics, the fasting obligations apply to those 18 through 59. So uh, fasting, thank which, you, which means, which means uh, not eating as much, right? 
during Lent, during the during the Fridays in Lent, is 18, age 18 to 59. Abstinence, which means not giving, they're not eating meat on Fridays in Lent, is obligatory for all Catholics ages 14 and up. So um, meat that comes from the animals, such as chickens, cows, sheep, or pigs, um, all of which are, live on land, are not to be eaten by Catholics 14 and up on the Fridays in Lent. Uh, same thing with uh, fasting is 18 to, uh, to 59. And those two things are separate, um, but just to, just to give people understanding of that, and you can uh, basically Google that, it will come up for you. Uh, I pulled this article from relevantradio.com. Um, so you can check that out. Um, they do have a very good article on, on all of it, but just, just so people know in 18 to 59 for fasting, and that would be the, uh, Friday, uh, there would be Ash Wednesday and good Friday. And then, uh, abstaining from meat is obligatory 14 up on the Fridays in Lent and also, uh, on Ash Wednesday. So that's, um, and that's what I have. Hopefully uh, this has been a great show and I always enjoy talking about these uh, different topics with you and uh, look forward to doing our next one. So it's going to be a blast. Yes, Bill. I, honestly, I really, I love when we do these series and I know we're going to do them again, Oh yeah. but this is a good one. I want to remind people to go back. We're on episode seven of 10 ways to grow in faith, but be sure that you go back and listen to one through six. Cause I do think that we unpacked a lot of really great stuff to help us grow in faith. Bill, thank you so much. Absolutely, and thank you. And for all of our listeners out there, until next time, from all of us here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sowing hope into those broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or AndySantis2. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, 
young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278.